section thirty five of christmas and christmas lore this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit LibriVox.org. recorded by betty b christmas and christmas lore by thomas g crippen christmas sports after the feast comes the sports the horn church wrestling has already been mentioned as a rule we do not find much attention paid at christmas to those manly exercises which were strenuously cultivated at other seasons such as shooting leaping and the like nor even to those which might be thought specially seasonable as curling or skating the one exception is football in many parts of wales great football matches were played on christmas day after morning service the whole population male and female of two adjacent parishes would turn out for a game the goals lying well within each parish and the game was played with such vigor that it sometimes degenerated into a fight it seems possible that these matches were originally contests between two clans or between parties with different racial conditions in shetland the men were accustomed to spend the greatest part of the short winter's day in football not only on the actual feast day but throughout the whole twelve days of the yules while the evenings were devoted to dancing there is one kind of christmas sport which has been customary in many places which can only be excused on the ground that it is the outcome of some old-time superstition probably a survival of some forgotten rite of heathen religion this is the hunting of certain small creatures in suffolk squirrels and owls and in many places wrens why squirrels and owls should be persecuted it is hard to say but there are indications in folklore that a sacred character was once ascribed to the wren moreover in several heathen religions we meet with the killing and apparently sacramental eating of sacred animals in which some mysterious energy was supposed to be incarnated we can well understand that a creature treated as sacred in heathen times would when heathenism was discredited be regarded with disfavor now it is said that the druids took auguries from the varying note of the wren wherefore in derbyshire it was called the devil's bird and yet it was deemed unlikely to kill it the one-time sacred character of the little bird seems to explain the nursery jingle tommy tit and jenny wren are god almighty's cock and hen it appears that in many places the rustics did not distinguish between the two or rather imagine that the tit was the male and the wren the female this blunder may seem less astonishing if it be remembered that so educated a man as oliver goldsmith included the mole among animals of the rat kind called tortoises and turtles crustaceous fishes and made the porcupine a kind of superior hedgehog the original significance of the practice being forgotten hunting the wren was usually accounted for by some ridiculous story in the isle of man the story was that a malignant fairy or siren assuming the shape of a beautiful woman had lured many men to destruction but at length she was so closely pursued by an avenging knight that she only escaped by taking the form of a wren in which disguise she is hunted year after year the dead wren was sometimes kept as a charm against shipwreck at other times it was the subject of a mock funeral after midnight mass 
but some of the ditties associated with the custom imply that the bird was formerly eaten in ireland the hunting was on st stephen's day the day after christmas the story was that st stephen hiding in a furze bush was betrayed to his enemies by a wren so a customary ditty began the wren the king of all the birds was caught on st stephen's day in the furze another story was that during a rebellion in the north of ireland a party of english were asleep and would surely have been slaughtered by irish papists but were awakened by the noise of wrens dancing and pecking on a drum for which they were denounced as the devil's birds whatever the origin of the custom the little bird was hunted and when killed was hung in a bush of holly and carried about by wren boys or drollins who called at each house to levy contributions of money or drink if these were refused the wren boys indicated their displeasure by rough music a similar custom of hunting wrens formerly obtained in some parts of france usually however christmas was the season for good honest play it was the feast of the holy child and grave and reverend seniors made themselves children for the time there would be dancing of course never was there a genuine english merry-making without dancing till pragmatical prin discovered that the lads and lasses who footed it to selinger's round were art and part with the daughter of herodias when she danced off john the baptist's head then we read of blind man's buff hot cockles hunt the slipper bob apple forfeits shoeing the wild mare and fox in the hole shuffleboard and games with cards and dice were popular a statute of henry the seventh forbade apprentices to play at cards except during the christmas holidays and many who would not participate in games of chance at any other time made an exception in favor of christmas william lovell lord morley died in july fourteen seventy five nine years later marjorie paston sent to inquire how his household kept the christmas immediately following his death his widow replied that there were none disguisings nor harping nor looting nor singing nor none loud disports but playing at the tables and chess and cards such disports she gave her folk leave to play and none other see paston letters number four forty one one favorite sport of considerable antiquity was specially associated with christmas eve is snapdragon a quantity of raisins or other dried fruit is placed on a broad shallow dish brandy is poured over it and set on fire the company in turn snatch the fruit out of the blaze to do which without being scorched needs some dexterity it is usual to extinguish all the lights in the room while the game is in progress end of section thirty five